1: Welcome to the Spoken Word Show on 3CR Community Radio. My name is Brendan Bonsack. 3CR broadcasts from Wawundjeri Land in Kulin Nation, Stolen Land. We pay our respects to elders past and present. It's always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Last week we put a call out online for contributions of poetry around the theme of motherhood. And a big thank you to everyone who sent in their work. There were too many to feature in just one episode of the Spoken Word Show, so I'll play half today, and we'll air part two in a couple of weeks from now. Our first piece is written and performed by Simone King, who was winner of this year's Blake Prize for Poetry. Simone is a poet, editor, and mother living on Wondery Country in Melbourne. Her poems can be found in Rabbit Poetry Journal and Cordite, among other anthologies. Simone also co-edited a beautiful collection of poetry on childbearing called What We Carry, released by Recent Work Press in 2021. This piece, called Goddess Birth, is about the birth of her first child.
2: I wanted to visit the old woman in the woods for the special purpose spoken of in Birth Meditation, track seven. But I didn't walk the treeline path with sunlight and cinnamon leaves crunching underfoot. Didn't smell Clary's sage hanging from her roof, didn't clasp her hands in mine, or feel her whiskers comb my cheek. Squatting naked on tiles, dingo howls off white walls, pushing, pleading with bones, open. Mind on fire, fear-piercing keener than pain. I can't get her out, my body too narrow. She might die. I wanted the old woman to hold me, to fold wisdom into womb. I wanted to be the goddess on the birthing video, curve-lipped and coming into her own as she pulsed her babe into bath water. Her heartbeat, boom, boom, boom. A drum bringing in the sun. I played through salt to be cut Way too late, you need to keep going. So I heave, every inch of me, all the sugar in my cells. There is no old woman, no goddess, just my body. Flesh through flesh, little soul through the gate. Her face meets cool blonde summer morning, this other world of air and light. Hello Maya, a whisper from below. She is safe, alive, not crying, but beating, breathing, and blue. She is lifted, is on me, skin to skin, heart to heart, swollen peach nipple to lips, and she eats whatever is left of me, love and milk, and I give them, willingly.
1: That was Simone King performing her work, Goddess Birth. Vicky Meelings is a musician and poet who never fails to cut to the heart of the matter, and I was thrilled to receive a performance from her for today's show. Please look up her work at brittlesun.com. This is Vicky's piece called I Was Never Cut Out to Be a Mother.
3: I was never cut out to be a mother, perversely so fertile, a textbook uterus, clockwork cycles, no hot flashes in middle age, not even a fibroid, one more cause for guilt. I was never cut out to be a mother, too damaged, introverted, neurodiverse. The house is always a mess. There is never enough money. There never will be enough money. Therapy is expensive, dangerous perhaps, In my grandmother's time, they institutionalised people like me, cut out our healthy body parts, medicated us, problems to be erased in a world where we just don't fit. One of our great grandmothers died of postnatal depression. Yes, you heard me. She died. My mother was forced to abort as a teenager. Later, two suicide attempts, spectacular meltdowns. I understand why now. We weren't cut out to be mothers, perversely so fertile, problems to be erased. I was never attentive enough, I was never good enough. I told my children to not have children.
4: The Milky Way looks good in the night sky The stars open a short for my dark eyes Complex. Hey, I'm Lady Lash. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, the voice of the 3CR is so awesome, giving the platform for people's voices to be heard and people's gifts to be heard and always remember that you are amazing. I'm
5: dreaming of the seven moons Oh, I see what's With my mother asleep, her babu Awake to the watchful eye Entirely replaceable part of my mother Ears attuned to the night Contained in a room she could not play with Unrewarded protection In a cut-up landscape Awake, alert Bible was part of my mother The way she would not play with us as if we belonged to somebody else. The iron grip crossing the road, the watchful eye, ears attuned to the night, and the roaring silence, ears attuned to the roaring night. she didn't trust the talking faces panic in her eyes was a part of my mother her iron grip went crossing the road undervalued protection the cut up landscape where she couldn't play
3: Listening to 3CR 855 AM on digital and on the internet www.3cr.org.au
1: You're listening to the Spoken Word Show on 3CR Community Radio. And the piece we just heard was Mother Asleep Her Babu by Yelchi Fanoy with music by Shark Diong and band. Today's show is all about motherhood and we're playing works submitted by listeners around that very theme. Our next contribution is by Rebecca Louise Clark. Rebecca is a writer, scholar and media artist. She's been working a lot lately on exploring the impacts of the pandemic on mothering and memory. She's currently working on a book, soon to be published by Routledge, about representations of mothers, the maternal and memory in museums. This is Rebecca Louise Clark.
6: When the demolition happened, we weren't surprised. No one warned us exactly, but when you've rented old houses for most of your life, you grow a sense for these things. As it always happens, a guy in a suit turned up on our neighbor's doorstep to just give an estimate on the property. Our tenants' senses were tingling, and then they were given the eviction notice. We had known the neighbours since COVID's debut in the beginning of last year. Conversations between us were muted and brief, held over fences and under masks. Our girl, little A, had developed a friendship with the neighbor's boy through glass. She and he, both the same age, stared at each other through bedroom windows. They were graced with two brief periods of play. An afternoon in which he called to her through our fly-wire door. She dressed as a princess and he as a knight. And on a summer night, in a spot between dinner and bath time, His mum and I entered each other's houses, barefoot and tentative to see what was inside. I can say without a doubt she was the best neighbour we've had. She laughed easily in a way that told me she saw how absurd life could be. We talked over fences when the mood struck. At other times we knew to pass by quickly, without words or even a wave. When our kids tantrumed in driveways, doorways, the middle of the street. We We'd each other a glance that said we knew that awful something and move on quickly, returning back to our own worlds. The day we saw the moving truck, it was too much for little A. After a year of unexplained changes and disappointments, her best friend, as she called him, was leaving too. From our living room, we watched his mother pack the truck. We knocked on our window, caught her eye and, like mimes, pulled sad faces. She sat faced back and even from this distance I was sure I could see a little of her grief. The questions came from Little A. Was he really gone forever? Where to? And how would we see him again? I masked again and walked her next door to say goodbye. I put our neighbor's number in my phone knowing I probably wouldn't see her again and to all our surprise I hugged her. When the earthquake came it was the first one I'd felt. My first thought was, oh, not the demolition again, as we'd felt just days before, the house being uprooted like a blackened tooth. I yelled out, earthquake, in a tone a little too calm, I thought. It wasn't his first. When the tremor subsided, little A said she thought it was just another moving truck. When construction workers were breaking the house, as little A put it, I felt the sound of demolition in my body. I should be writing, I thought but nothing I did made the sound go away. The prospect of months and months of building sounds rolled out before me in my mind and I fell into dark. Swallowed by the sound, it felt like a death. Certain no one else knew this, I slipped into loneliness. Sitting by the window, I saw debris from a breaking house float past. It looked like it was frantically trying to hold on to something. On its way out, it got tangled in our clothes, drying on the line. I thought, this could be beautifully cinematic if I could just see it that way. The soundtrack, industrial. The subtext, this world is ending. That night when we had our first moment alone, R, after a day of acting like his usual temperate self, doing chores and getting things done, confessed that he had been thinking about how we were witnessing a kind of death, the loss of a home, a home that families had lived whole lives in. Maybe we are mourning, he said. On a sunlit morning, we went outside to see the damage. We spotted two ravens, as big and shiny as cats, pecking over the newly revealed land. They're finding treasures, one of us said. Little A marveled at the empty plot. We grabbed a bucket, pushed through the makeshift fence, and wandered through the black dirt. At closer inspection, we could see pieces of the broken house scattered on the ground. Look, Mum, treasures, Little A yelled out, and we gathered them, shards of memory, Dinner, bath time, laughter songs, soft words, sharp words, love and dirt, we held them.
1: That was the voice of Rebecca Louise Clark on 3CR, 855 AM. This next piece was contributed by local singer-songwriter Caddy Callahan, who says, My grandma Claire wrote this poem as a gift from my mum Janine. It was the fashion at the time to craft discarded books to look like ancient manuscripts and add a poem to the inside page. The crafted-to-look-ancient book sat on my family piano at home. This is the original poem in spoken form. Caddy has also turned the poem into a song that she recently recorded in Nashville.
7: This is just to say I love you Though the words are hard to find To tell you how proud I am And what is on my mind. You are not one for complaining. Though of problems you've your share. You just keep on giving. And showing how you care. In reaching out to people. You do so from the heart. Understanding and tolerance. Play a very special part. You are so important. To our loving family. How I bless the happy day. God gave you to me, I know you should know that the love you give is so beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. This is just to say I love you, though the words are hard to find, to tell you how proud I am and what is on my mind.
1: That was Caddy Callahan reading a special family poem gifted by her grandmother. Our next contribution is from poet and language teacher Ella Fonalska from her recent book, The Dance Inside. In addition to appearing in various journals and anthologies, Ella has performed her work in festivals, on television, on the radio and even on a tram. This poem is called Babcha.
4: You don't talk about the war. Instead, you cry over movies set in Warsaw and drink brandy with a shaking hand. You stuff us full with food on Friday nights. No dishwater soup now. We feast on borscht and pierogi. You're making up for lost meals all that time ago. You're
8: listening to 3CR Community Radio, Melbourne's Voice of Dissent. 3CR Community Radio, 855 on the AM dial, streaming live at 3cr.org.au or on 3CR Digital
9: in
10: Melbourne. Thursday's
9: child. I took my first breath on a Thursday. You took your last. The 50 odd years that stretched between those days were much like other mother-daughter relationships, I suppose. And it wasn't until you left that I'd fully realized your magnificence. Your life was simple, but never easy. You had little, but you never complained. You made the best of everything. You were the gentlest of mothers. Not a pushover, No, but never harsh. You showed me none of the cruelties you were shown. You never even tarnished my life with words of it. Was that a choice or a necessity? Those who claim the cycle repeats itself aren't always right. You gave me all the things you didn't have as a child. You gave me family. You gave me the sense that I mattered. I was with you at the beginning, and I was with you at the end. You saw me first. My eyes were screwed up tight, probably. I watched you go, your eyes not seeing, softly closed. Early morning pain, over when you held me, over when you sighed. Happy sad Thursdays.
1: This is the Spoken Word Show on 3CR, and we just heard a poem by Jo Whitelaw entitled Thursday's Child, about her mother who passed away in 2010. Jo describes herself as a lover of simple words and uncluttered phrases that evoke imagery and emotion. And the piece she just read was in response to a prompt in the Eclectic Creators Unite Facebook group. Hello to anyone listening from the long-running writers group started up by Yvette Stubbs, I believe. On Saturday the 7th of May, the always eclectic, charming and witty Tim Train attended the Cherry Tree Poets Gig in Cremorne to see Jennifer Compton's feature. And this is where I recorded this next poetic offering to today's theme.
0: Uh, it, we're coming up to Mother's Day, and for some people, it is a it is a somewhat complicated occasion. But I think we should all um, find it soothing that, uh, however complicated Mother's Day is, it was more complicated for uh, Oedipus, Oedipus Rex. So this is, I, I've I've done a poem about that subject. It's called the Ballad of Oedipus Rex. Oedipus changed his relationship status. I hear things are complicated. Yeah, the world's become older and stranger since he and Jocasta first dated. Oh, Oedipus, Oedipus Rex. (laughs) Oh, Oedipus, Oedipus Rex, has your life lost its zest? Turn back in your quest or you will get messed up. Yes, things are about to get worse. And there's a kingdom of metal and grey. There's a kingdom of plastic perspex. And Rex is the name of the king at the Oedipus shopping complex. Oh, Oedipus, Oedipus Rex, am I sounding impressed, am I sounding obsessed, if you live your best life, the car will soon go in reverse. On Mother's Day, early I met him, he was buying a present for Joe, I'm, not, I'm just not sure, he says, what to get her, for chocolates don't cut it, you know. Oh, Oedipus, Oedipus Rex, you have just passed the test, but there's word from the West that they've outlawed incest, or your blessings have turned to a curse." and life is a bugger all right, and regret will be always belated. The world's become older and stranger since he and Jocasta first dated.
1: Recorded live at the Cherry Tree Hotel, that was Tim Train. Tim is the author of the poetry collection Hangover Music and, quite impressively, has regularly maintained a blog of poetry and stories for nearly 20 years. You can look it up on the web at willtypeforfood.blogspot.com. And that has it a guess to say that the poem we just heard is on there. Our next reading is by Kaz Maisel, author of Moorings, published by Jin and Press in 2019. This piece, called Dream Song, is about to be read aloud for the first time. 3CR listeners are getting a world exclusive, and it's dedicated to her daughter,
4: Dream tongue, for Mim. An empty chapel maybe, or deserted concert hall. My shoes profane retort, denounces me to all. But tears of waiting seats, judge me much too small. Polished wood is warm, and no one wills me harm. My stride is slowing down, I'm breathing in the calm. Then round a corner soars the double vaulted form. Arches intersecting, bear along their seams, one another's stresses, every quanta dreams in airy joy supported, without the aid of beams. This four-chambered whole, a shape replete yet spare, has seemed to promise peace to those whose upward stare formed a wordless question and saw no ending there. When at last I turn back to the echoing room, I see its walls have curved, a world just new become. And there's a figure standing as ready as a broom, with her child beside her in matching hat and suit, scarlet with white piping, a symbol convolute, a double riddle waiting, calm from head to foot. And as they wait so patient, a gentle voice is heard. These colours signify the mouth, lips, tongue, and teeth, assured. The mother word to daughter, the daughter mother
8: word. You are listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 AM on digital and online. 3CR Radical Radio. Firstly, I'd like to thank Sandra James, editor of Positive Words magazine, for choosing this poem. It will appear in the next issue. Dressing Gown Life We kept our pink dressing gowns at home, the farm then, traveling back on the red rattler three times a year, waking to ducks snuffling in the petunias, the strut of magpies on the lawn, Four of us sisters crammed into the double bed, Mum in her faded blue dressing gown, hugging a cup of tea to her chest, magazines of windswept models on yachts and camels. I'd drape my arms in Mum's scarves, escape into blue skies and the scent of je reviens. After we'd flung ourselves forward, we bounced back. My sisters and I sprawled every which way, kids colouring in on the floor, Who's that? A grainy photo on mum's dresser, hair up in a bun, straight-backed, not smiling for the camera, or not then. Her face rears up on a wave of loud voices crammed into a parlour, tartan across her knees, a long nose, eagle eyes poised on my curious four-year-old self. She's your great-grandmama, mum sips her tea, the last of the Gaelic speakers in the district. Wouldn't teach any of us, never went back. Aside to me, she says, No one spoke it any more. She called it the Poor Land. I put a wide hat on my daughter, prancing around, demanding pearls, a squirt of Je reviens, then we're into our cars, driving away. My pink dressing gown hangs in my wardrobe in Pasco Vale, carted from share house to flat to this lot of wear in it still mum insisted births gatherings in the hospital mum sick so many winters in it i almost but not quite packed it up for the op shop decluttering family coming back to work from home son on business calls down the hall daughter in the dining room her lamp-shaded retreat lip glossed and leisure wearing She mutes her Zoom meetings to drill rails in her wardrobe. Then we're off on the ringer to the sea where our older son lives, pink dressing gown in the boot, and my fears I may not be able to draw him in, ever. But as Mum said, I won't lose any of you. All under the one roof for Christmas, enough rooms for two families, but we gather round the main table playing cards, coffee and tacos, then table tennis in the garage, both sons hamming it up to win against their father, the joy flowing beyond the frame as if it might stay. All paths lead down to the sea. Look, a magpie warbling on the telephone line, calling us back.
1: That was the voice of Alana Kelso, a winner of the Ada Cambridge Poetry Competition and whose work has most recently appeared in Plumwood Mountain. Alana notes that this poem traverses the four generations from my grandmother who grew up in the Orkney Islands to my three children who grew up in inner-city Melbourne. We've been playing poetry recorded by our listeners today on 3CR all around the theme of motherhood. If you are a listener, which of course you must be, why not send in a poem of your own? You can find the link to our submission form on 3cr.org.au forward slash spoken dash word. Thank you so much for listening. We're on every Thursday at 9 o'clock, 855 on the radio or streaming from the web. To finish off today's show, here is a mother-to-son poem by Astrid, a.k.a. Brown Sugar Babe. Astrid quotes Khalil Gibran as a preface, Your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself.
10: Parenting of the young adult I look at him, I look again. How did it go so fast? Just a moment ago, you were lying in my arms at 2.5 Ks, and now that's all the past. With your own opinions and your own sense of the world, and passion enough to move a crowd, I see you surge forward, right past, moving forward like an avalanche. At times we butt heads and to me it feels like you don't get it. But I forget oh too quickly to me was a lesson learned or lived. Did I take heed to caution or live it for myself? Do I want to overprotect you and keep you unscathed and unharmed? Is this even realistic? Does it even serve you well? Because some of life's best lessons comes with scratches, bruises and blows. So now, as I stand in the shadows, cheering from the side, saying, Baby, you go forward, you little avalanche. Please remember to check in with me periodically, as I still remember my baby as I look into his eyes. On second glance, I see the man, proud, tall, strong and free, saying, Mom, it's your time. Your job is now complete. It's not what you give to them, but what you plant in them, someone said. And as I lift up my shoulders, once slumped with defeat, I realize there's nothing lost. My job is just complete. So I lift my head and bend my knees, saying prayers of guidance and protection. The job, God, you've assigned to me, I now hand it back to you.